Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. This week, I speak to two successful women about what it takes to get ahead. They have quite a bit in common, but there are also some fundamental differences in their beliefs about what, if anything, holds women back. Frankly, I read the Financial Times for its columnists. One of those is Mrs. Moneypenny, who writes about work and family life. Her real name is Heather McGregor. She owns her own headhunting company in London, and she's the author of a new book called Sharpen Your Heels, Mrs. Moneypenny's Career Advice for Women. I started off by asking her about something that struck me about halfway into the book. You say you don't believe in the glass ceiling. Why is that? Tell me about that. Because I don't think there's ever been any lack of opportunity for women in my lifetime. I'm perfectly prepared to accept that when we didn't have the vote, there was a bit of a, of a tricky issue and there have been other things along the way. Uh, but in my lifetime, I think there has been nothing standing in the way of women's progress other than their ability to make choices. What do you mean? People are raised to believe they can have it all, you know, at least young girls are. And I can understand why... People want to encourage young girls because lack of confidence is one of the greatest problems that women have. So people encourage young girls to believe they can reach for the stars, they can have an exceptional career, at the same time make a fabulous marriage, have an amazing sex life, raise well-balanced children, and still have time to go to Pilates. And this, of course, is completely a fabrication. Okay, It's complete fiction. No man manages that, so why should we be able to? She says there are tough choices to be made if you want to be successful in your career and too many women try to do everything well, meaning they can't excel at anything. But what about the woman I read about in her own paper, the FT, earlier this year, who talked about quitting her 20 years in investment banking because her boss apparently made it clear he wanted what she called a drinking culture at the very top, one that didn't involve women? Heather insists that woman and the rest of us should all look to ourselves if we're not getting where we want to be. There is nothing holding women back. You know, people make choices, whether they stay at home with their children or... By the way, it's not just children. People have sick parents or they have husbands whose careers take precedent. There are lots and lots of reasons why women choose not to progress in their career. Anyone wanting to get ahead, she says, has to prioritise their career and do everything they can to get noticed. It means focus and it means sacrifice. Whatever your ambition, it is very unlikely that you will achieve it if you don't put some time into it. There are 168 hours in the week. There's a great book, by the way, in the States called 168 Hours, which I highly commend to you. And you need, as as an ambitious person, forget ambitious woman, to take that 168 hours and use it wisely. This comes from someone who takes her Blackberry to the bathroom so as not to waste a moment. 
She says to get to the top, women have to build a strong support network, be it family, friends, paid help or all three, because someone else is going to have to cover children's parents' evenings or other obligations you won't always have time for and stop trying to please everybody. We should absolutely aim to do certain things well, and they should be the things that we are most ambitious for. So I encourage everybody to have a list of targets, i.e. their ambitions, and at the same time have a list of their priorities. And if at that point the targets and the priorities don't match up, then you know that you have a structural issue. And listing those targets, she says, whether it's a work goal or a personal goal like climbing Everest, is a huge help in fighting one of women's biggest enemies, lack of confidence. If you set yourself a challenge every year and you achieve it, you will feel very much more confident going into the next year and you can build your confidence year on year. Which in turn will help you progress. I do recommend the book, but as you've heard, Heather's a no-nonsense Brit, so don't expect any touchy-feely advice. In New York, I spoke to Joanna Barsh, a director at management consulting firm McKinsey & Company. This is the second year in a row McKinsey's produced a body of research on women in the workplace. The firm released this year's report, co-written by Joanna, earlier this spring. Sixty large U.S. companies took part in the project. I started off by telling her about my interview with Heather McGregor slash Mrs. Moneypenny. And she is adamant that there is no such thing as a glass ceiling. She she's, um, very strongly believes that any obstacle in women's way, essentially, we put there ourselves. To what extent do you think institutional bias still exists? So, so there's plenty of research that shows you that there's a glass ceiling. I'm sorry, Mrs. Moneypenny, as much as I adore her. Uh, and it uh, comes down to this. Uh, there's academic survey research that shows that when a male name is put on a paper, it's uh, recognized as being of greater value than when there's a female name. Why is it that there are so few tenured female professors? Uh, it, you have to look at what the facts are. In corporations... We did enough interviews uh, to hear HR professionals saying it is harder for women. Women face greater challenges. But Joanna says it's certainly true that many women choose not to get to the very top. Her research proves it. 41% of the senior women McKinsey interviewed said they aspired to get to the executive suite. 58% said no. Among the reasons? These women felt they were making a difference in their current role and looking up... All they saw were meetings and politics, which they expressed great distaste for. Why is it, though, that women... Do you, I mean, do you have any theories as, as to why it is that women have less of a desire to engage in politics than guys do? So we do know that, on average, women tend to be in the network less than men. Uh, and how do you get into a network? You go out for drinks on a Friday afternoon or you go play golf when people are playing golf. And women are getting work done so they can leave and go have the rest of their life happen, which could have family responsibilities and in most cases did for the sample of women that we spoke to. Over 80% had kids. And over, over half the women who are the primary breadwinner also believe that they are the primary caregiver. So they're busy after work. So they're less inclined to spend extracurricular time with colleagues and bosses. Also, McKinsey found there are all kinds of subtle biases that can hurt women at work, often held by both sexes. For one thing, Joanna says, women tend to be promoted on their performance, while men are promoted on their potential to perform. The way they think of it is, I know John. 
I've worked with him before. And I've been I know Bob, who knows John, and we've had, and he's a great guy. And I went out and played golf with him, and he's really fun to be with, or whatever they're saying. And he's really smart. And then they say, Joanna, who you know, what has she done? Give me her resume. Give me her successes. Where has she achieved? When that Joanna has a sponsor, the sponsor's in the room saying, I do know her, and she's really good. She's really smart. She's fun to be with, and here's what she's achieved. So she's, you know, let's create it apples to apples. Another one that you hear a lot, women are too emotional. There are no facts, really, about emotions and the use of emotions. Everybody can remember a woman who cried at work. Great. But how many people can remember a man who totally lost it and got incredibly angry and yelled at everybody at work? We can all remember that too. That's the same thing. It's just coming out in a different way. Another thing McKinsey unearthed that I found really interesting is that women tend to get less feedback than guys, and that translates into less chance to progress. Women have to actually fight for feedback. And it's because everybody around them wants to be nice. It's not because they want to deny them the ability to grow. They don't want to hurt them. They don't want to hurt their feelings. They don't want them to cry. So women have to say, no, really, give me, I obviously have blind spots. Everybody has them. What are they? Tell me. What am I doing wrong? And even then people say, you know, you're fine. You're just fine. And yet they'll take a man aside and say, you know what you said in that meeting? Never do that again. That was stupid. They might even swear at the guy. Get yourself a long sleeve shirt. You look cheap in a short sleeve shirt. So they'll just say it like it is. You look like an idiot. You just sounded like an idiot. No, never do that again. And then what do they say to the woman? You were fine. How is she going to grow? She's making the same mistakes. So that's already an unconscious bias. So unconscious mindsets was found to be one of the main barriers to women's success. But another one comes back to Heather McGregor's belief that women have a lot to do with our own lack of progress. Our own mindsets trip us up. Even Joanna, with 30 successful years at McKinsey, says this is the barrier she most identifies with. I put limitations in my own way at each and every step. Like what? I turned down opportunities for that were stretch because I was scared. Uh, someone will say, would, would you like to go and open an office in such and such a place? Without even thinking, I would say no. Would you like to join such and such a committee? I said no. And it was only years later that I asked myself, why did you say no? A- in a firm like ours, you, first you say yes, then you figure it out. And I said no so often. And my male sponsors were not trained enough to be able to say, does she really mean no? Is she sure? Shall I talk to her about it? So many great client opportunities I also said no to. And uh, the way the place works, unless you truly have a close relationship, nobody's going to take you aside and say, stop kidding around. You have to do this. Instead, they say, okay. You know, that's your decision? Okay, fine. On to the next person. Yeah, they, don't, they, they wait about 30 seconds before asking the next person who will say yes if it's a man. Joanna says being a natural pessimist, all those opportunities look too risky. And when did she work all this out? Only a few years ago, she says, while working on a book called How Remarkable Women Lead. She was already in her mid-50s by then. 
I told her she'd done pretty well for someone who only just realised all these mistakes she'd been making for decades. Ah, she said, ask anyone my age and they'll tell you the same thing. We got where we are through sheer grit and determination. That's The Broad Experience for this week. You can listen to past shows and this one at thebroadexperience.com. Please write a review of the podcast on iTunes, should you feel so inclined. You can reach me at thebroadexperience at gmail.com. I hope to have a logo on the website before too long and maybe even some music in the podcast. In the meantime, I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.